here is the next story smart the jackal mr rider has named the sanskrit characters in english following his similar approach in this story there is a lion which mr rider named thunder fan and in original sanskrit it is called vaj danstra there is also a wolf called neat face which in sanskrit was called kravya mukha a jackal was called smart and in sanskrit it was chaturaka and a camel was called spike ear and in sanskrit it was called shankukarn in a forest lived a lion named thunderfang in a company with three counselors a wolf a jackal and a camel whose names were meat face smart and spike ear one day he fought with the furious elephant whose sharp pointed tusk so tore his body that he withdrew from the world then suffering from a seven day fast his body lean with hunger he said to his famished advisers round up some creature in the forest so that even in my present condition i may provide needed nourishment for you the moment he issued his orders they roamed the wood but found nothing thereupon smart reflected if spike ear here were killed then we should all be nourished for a few days however the master is kept from killing him by friendly feeling in spite of that my wit will put the master in frame of mind to kill him for indeed all understandings may be won all things be slain and all be done if mortals have sufficient wit for me i make good use of it after these reflections he said to spike ear friend spike ear the master lacks wholesome food and is starving if the master goes our death is also a certain thing so i have a suggestion for your benefit and the masters please pay attention my good fellow said spike ear make haste to inform me so that i may unhesitatingly do as you say besides one earns credit for a hundred good deeds by serving his master and smart said my good fellow give your own body at 100% interest so that you may receive a double body and master may prolong his life on hearing this proposal spike ear said if that is possible my friend my body shall be devoted tell the master that this thing should be done i stipulate only that the death god be requested to guarantee the bargain having made their decision they all went to visit the lion and smart said o king we did not find a thing today and the blessed sun is already near his setting on hearing this the lion fell into deep despondency then smart continued o king our friend spike ear makes this proposal if you call upon the death god to guarantee the bargain and if you render it back with 100% of interest then i will give my body my good fellow answered the lion yours is a beautiful act let it be as you say on the basis of this pact spike ear was struck down by lion's paw his body was torn 
by the wolf and the jackal and he died. Then Smart reflected, how can I get him all to myself to eat? With this thought in his mind, he noticed that the lion's body was smeared with blood and he said, Master, you must go to the river to bathe and worship the gods while stay here with the meat face to guard the food supply. On hearing this, the lion went to the river. When the lion was gone, Smart said to Meatface, Friend Meatface, you are starving. You must eat some of this camel before the old master returns. I will make your apologies to the master. So the Meatface took the hint, but had only taken a taste when Smart cried, Drop it, Meatface, the master is coming. Presently, the lion returned saw the camel was minus a heart and wrathfully roared look here who turned this camel into leavings i wish to kill him too then the meat face peered into the smart's visage as much as to say come now say something so that he may calm down but smart laughed and said come come you ate the camel's heart all by yourself why do you look at me and the meat face, hearing this, fled for his life, making for another country. But when the lion had pursued him a short distance, he turned back thinking, He too is, he too is Angui Pugnasius. I must not kill him. At this moment, as fate would have it, there came that way a great camel caravan heavily laden, making a tremendous jingling with the bells tied to the camel's neck. And when the lion heard the jingle of the bells loud even in the distance, he said to the jackal, My good fellow, find out what this horrible noise may be. On receiving this commission, Smart advanced a little in the forest, then darted back and cried in great excitement, Run, master, run, if you can run. My good fellow, said the lion, why terrify me so? Tell me what it is. And Smart cried, Master, the death god is coming and he is in rage against you because you brought untimely death upon his camel and had him guarantee the bargain. He intends to make you pay a thousandfold for this camel. He had immense pride in his camel. He also plans to make inquiries about the father and grandfathers of that one. He's coming, he's near at hand. When the lion heard this, he too abandoned the dead camel and scampered for dear life. Whereupon Smart ate the camel bit by bit so that the meat lasted a long time. And that is why I say the wise who wrongs another, pursuing selfish good and the rest of it. And when Victor was gone, lively reflected, what am I to do? Suppose I go elsewhere, then some other merciless creature will kill me. For this is a wild wood. Indeed, when the master is furious, it is not possible even to depart. For the proverb says, Impunity comes not by fleeing far away. The long arms of the shrewd make careless sinners pay. My best course is to approach the lion. He might regard me as a suppliant, might even spare my life. Having thus set his mind in order, he started very slowly, troubled spirit. And when he perceived the lion in the posture foretold by Victor, he sank down at some little distance, thinking, Ah, the unfathomable character of kings, as the proverb says, 
It is a house with serpents crawling, wood with beast of prey appalling, lotus pond where blossoms smile over the lurking crocodile, spot that sneaking roaches deface with repeated slanders base, timid servant never learns whether kingly purpose turns. Rusty, for his part, perceiving the bull in the attitude predicted by Victor, made a sudden spring at him, and lively through his body, was torn by sharp claws as formidable as thunderbolts, also scored the lion's belly with his horns, contrived to break away from him and stood in fighting posture, ready to gore again. At this point, Cheek perceived that both of them, red as dark trees in blossom, were intent on killing each other. He said reproachfully to Victor, You dunderhead, in setting these two at enmity, you have done a wicked deed. You have brought trouble and confusion into the entire forest, thus proving your ignorance of the true nature of statecraft. For the saying runs, Those are counsellors indeed, wise in statecraft who succeed in composing reckless strife that unhindered threatens life. Those on petty purpose bent, keen to visit punishment, quick in wrong and folly, bring risk to the kingdom and to king. Ah, poor fool, men of true discernment, first try conciliation, for the victories of peace suffer no frustration. Ah, poor simpleton, you seek the post of counsellor and are ignorant of the very name of conciliation. Your ambition is vain, since you love harsh measure. As the proverb puts it, Lord Brahma bids the statesman try conciliation first, postpone or shun, it can be done, harsh deeds of all deeds worst. It is neither sun nor flashing gem, nor fiery spark, it is peace from bitterest foeman's heart that routs the dark. And again, try peaceful means, not harsh, to make quarrel flit. Take sugar, not cucumber, for bilious fit. And once again, the doors that wit unlocks are three. Peace, shrewd intrigue, and bribery. The fourth device that brings success in struggle is plain manliness. It is womanish, no doubt to show, small strength, abundant sense, but power is merely bestial, if without intelligence. Snake, lion, elephant and fire, with water, wind and sun, have power from undirected power, is little profit won. Now, if it was overweening pride in being the son of a counsellor that has led you to outraged decency, the result will merely be your own ruin. And the proverb says, What is learning who's attaining, sees no passion vain, no reigning, love and self-control, does not make the mind a menial, find in virtue no congenial, path and final goal, who's attaining, is but straining for a name and never gaining fame or peace of soul. Now in the treatises on the subject statementship, 
is subsumed under five heads to wit proper in deception resources human and material determination of place and time countermeasures for mischance and successful accomplishment at the present moment the master finds himself in serious peril so if you have any such capacity devise countermeasures for his mischance for the wisdom of a counselor finds its test in patching of friendship oh you fool you that you cannot do because you have a perverted mind as the saying goes no scam can further others work but can deprave it the mole uproots the mulberry but can't save it after all the fault is not yours but rather the master's who trusts your word dull-witted as you are and the proverb says educating sluggish wit kills no pride but fosters it in the sunlight others find aid to vision owls go blind education thrust aside man's fatuity and pride if it foster them who can cure the educated man remedies are useless when heaven's nectar poisons men and the cheek beholding his master in pitiful fight sank into deep dejection dreadful he cried Dreadful is the penalty that master pays for taking evil counsel. Indeed, there is a wisdom in the verse. Monarchs who adopt a plan from the mean and vicious man who refuse to tread the way that the prudent counsel. They enter misadventure's cage where the adversary's rage tends deliverance gate crowns and issue rugged straight. fool fool all the world seeks the service of a master whose retinue is righteous how then can an evil counselor as you who like beast understand nothing but destruction how such a one enrich the master with righteous companions for the proverb says monarchs ill advised repel even though they purpose well sweet and placid waters smile but beware the crocodile yet you i suppose seeking your advantage desire to have the king quite solitary a fool are you ignorant of the verse kings sign as social beings not as solitaries whoever wish them lonely are their adversaries and again draw benefit from commence harsh no poison this in flattery see treason not true nectar's bliss and if you are grieved at seeing others happy and prosperous and that too is wicked if it is wrong to proceed thus when friends have fulfilled their nature for those who seek through treason friends seek through humbug righteous and property by wronging neighbors learning's wealth by easy labors women's love by cruel pride these are fools self stultified likewise the happiness of subject makes the monarch gay and brave nay what be dancing sea with no gem flashing wave furthermore for the one who has enjoyed the master's favor modesty is peculiarly proper as the verse puts it According to his favored state a servant's modest humble gait is notably appropriate 
Your character, however, is marked by levity. And the proverb says, The great are firm, though battered as before. Great ocean is not fouled by caving shore. For petty cause the fickle change and pass, the gentlest breezes ruffle plant grass. When all is said, it is master's fault. For in pursuit of virtue, money and love, he recklessly takes counsel with one like you, when he lives by the mere pretense of administrative competence, in total ignorance of the six expedients and the four devices for attaining success. Yes, there is wisdom in this. If the kings are satisfied with servants at their side who ply a wheedling tongue, whose bows are never strung, then kingly glory goes embracing manlier foes. Indeed, there is much sense in the story which is summed up in the familiar verse. The counselor whose name was strong attained his dearest heart's desire. He won the favor of his king. He burned the naked monk with fire. How was that? asked Victor. And Cheek told the story of the monk who left his body behind.